0: A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy, First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, next on the Teen Nation, thanks for tuning in to this segment of the show featuring Hall of Fame golf course designer Reese Jones. Reese has become a wonderful friend over the last couple of years. Someone who has become very special to me. He is back doing great work up at McLemore. He and Bill Bergen are designing a course together called The Outpost. We'll hear about that in this segment. Plus, we go around the country to some of the great golf courses that he is either designed solely he's collaborated with others or he has renovated you're gonna hear about some fantastic ones in this segment he is a wonderful guy who continues to do great things you'll hear why i appreciate him so much so sit back relax and enjoy this segment of the show i want to start out tonight by reminding you about our friends at the macklemore which is a private resort located just south of chattanooga high atop lookout mountain georgia it's a casual two-hour drive from. Atlanta, Nashville, and Birmingham. The existing Highlands course is now ranked in the top 100 courses you can play in the United States by Golf Digest. The 18th hole, as a matter of fact, is ranked in the top 10 finishing holes in the world. A second course, the Outpost, is now under construction, which will open summer of 2024. The Outpost is another Bill and Reese Jones design and features a mile and a half of dramatic cliff edge, with every inch of that edge filled with a golf hole. A world-class hotel, Cloudland Lookout Mountain Curio Collection by Hilton, will open spring of 2024. Both the course and the hotel have incredible views into historic McLemore Cove, 1,200 feet below. You gotta see it to believe it, folks. Stay, dine, and play golf above the clouds at Macklemore. Go online to Macklemore.com to book your stay and play package today. Now let's talk grips. I want to tell you about Lampkin Grips. Every shot, as you know, has its own unique feel. The trick? Feel comfortable with each one. And comfort is built into the very DNA of Sonar Plus Black Grips. Composed of their Genesis material that provides supreme comfort and durability, with their fingerprint technology, creates a strong connection and unforgettable touch. The game changes from shot to shot. The feel on your hand shouldn't. Lampkin. Feel is everything. I also want to remind you about the all-new Stealth 2 driver from TaylorMade. If there's one thing we know golfers want from a driver, it's distance. But there's actually two things we all want. Distance, and let's not forget, forgiveness. That's why TaylorMade designed the Stealth 2 driver with even more carbon for even more forgiveness. To learn more about the new Stealth 2 driver from TaylorMade, visit them online at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Okay, now back and next on the tee with me and making his sixth appearance on the show is Hall of Fame course designer Reese Jones. You guys hear me bragging about what a great course the Macklemore is every week. That's one of Reese's co designs with our good friend Bill Bergen. They're now working on a second course up there called the Outpost, which is scheduled to open in spring of next year. But let me remind you about Reese's background. He's from Montclair, New Jersey and he comes from undoubtedly the most talented golf design course family ever. His father is legendary golf course designer Robert Trent Jones, and both Reese and his brother, Robert Trent Jones Jr., have done outstanding course designs plus course renovation projects all over the world. Reese graduated from Yale and did his graduate studies at Harvard. In 1974, he founded his own design firm, Reese Jones Incorporated, he has designed or redesigned over 225 golf courses, including remodeling seven U.S. Open sites, eight PGA Championship courses, five Ryder Cup courses, two Walker Cup venues, and one President's Cup site. Locally, he has redesigned East Lake Golf Club, the site of the Tour Championship, and Bobby Jones' home course. You can also see his work at great courses like Torrey Pines, Cog Hill, Oakland Hills, Pinehurst No. 7, and several others that we're going to be talking about tonight. He's won numerous awards, including the 2013 Donald Ross Award from the American Society of Golf Course Architects. He was inducted into the New Jersey Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame in 2012 and the Northern California Golf Association Hall of Fame in 2015. He was Golf World Magazine's 1995 Golf Architect of the Year and given the Golf Course Superintendent's Association of America's Old Tom Morris Award in 2004. And I am deeply honored that I get the privilege of having him back with me again tonight here on Next on the T. Good evening, Reese. Thanks for coming back on the show.
1: It's great to be with you again.
0: Reese, I want to start by getting an update on the new course that you're working on with Bill Bergen up there at McLemore. It's called The Outpost. How's construction coming?
1: Well, it's one of the most fantastic pieces of property you'll ever see in the game of golf. I mean, it's just made for golf. Bill and I were there um, going over the project with scott Beasy and clyde hall of southeastern golf last week um it's evolving slowly with all great golf courses really get done in a proper uh pace of play pace of instruction and uh it's it's really going to be one of the special golf courses in, in the world
0: and reese on the macklemore.com site you're quoted as saying this course could host a major in McLemore really is a breathtaking piece of property and i know the outpost is going to take that up another level do you think
1: once that course matures a little bit we could see a tournament played there someday well it's major worthy and it uh, depends on um you know whether or not uh we can get one of the golf associations to um come visit i think once they see it they'll know that that it really is major worthy. it's got a big city near chattanooga the hotel is going to be spectacular that Uh, Dwayne Horton is creating. Um, So it has all the elements to host a major championship, as well as a golf course that really will suit the players' needs and can have the length. You don't have to trick it up. It's going to play pretty much as designed for everybody uh, for a major championship. So, uh, you know, I think it it, it could. I think Charlie Reimer's been very helpful with us. He's uh, very influential um, with uh, Dwayne Horton and Ivy Whitman. So, um, it's he knows what to look at, and, and it's really been a team effort, Bill Berg and myself, and Steve Wise is my office, as well as Clyde Hall and Scott Beasy and Dwayne himself.
0: And, Rich, you were also quoted as saying it's a mountain site with a seaside feeling. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, I designed the Plague Grande course on the coast of uh, the Dominican Falls North Coast, and uh, that was cliffside over the ocean. This is cliffside over uh, the valley. It's right on the edge of Lookout Mountain. So, it's almost like a Pebble Beach uh piece of property because we have holes that really go back and forth on the on the cliff side and uh it's got a flow to it uh like Pebble Beach. It's just a natural piece of property. It's got the back nine um really has such diverse holes. It's it's good you're never going to feel like you're in the same place anywhere in the in the property once you play the next hole. You can actually we cleared most of the site because it was one of these sites where you wanted to look out over to the valley, off of Lookout Mountain, and you also want to look in, interior and in, inward uh, to the holes that are coming up. I think when the people play it for the first time, they're just going to be so anticipating every hole that comes up next, because every hole has a distinctive topography, different different uh, natural features. The 11th hole is one of the most natural par 3s. It's, it's surrounded by rocks. The first hole plays over a little canyon. Uh, the, the ninth and 10th holes are right along the 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 edge of the cliff, the 18th hole finished on the edge of the cliff. The 17th hole plays through rock outcrop. Um, I think people are going to travel from all over the world just to play Macklemore and stay at the wonderful hotels that Dwayne is creating.
0: Henry, speaking of Macklemore and, and, and uh, holes over the edge, the 18th hole at the current Macklemore golf course has been named one of the best finishing holes in all of golf. Where does it rank for you?
1: Well, it's right up there in the top. I mean, Bill Bergen and I—that's uh, our third golf course. Uh, four, you our know, third golf course we're doing together, and um, you know, we, we just are a great team. Uh, we think alike. Uh, we we know what how the average player plays and you know, how the good player plays. Bill himself played on the tour, so he definitely knows how the good player plays. But it's really golf course design uh, for everyone, and I I think um, that. The the team effort, and Steve Weiser from my office, and Clyde Hall, the shaper, I hired him right out of college. So he's worked with me probably on 40 or 50 golf courses. So the communication has been spectacular. And that's why I think um, building it slowly and and properly, uh, we're going to have something for everybody to enjoy for uh, a long, long time.
0: Reese, let's expound a little bit on that. When you're putting a golf course design together, whether it's one of your own designs, a renovation, or you're working with somebody like Bill, how do you keep the average player in mind? So when you're constructing that golf course and the layout, for us that are coming up there, whether it's going to be a public course, a private course we're going to join, or it's a resort course that we're coming to for the first time, how do you keep the average player in mind with your designs?
1: That's a great question. Um, I I think it's uh, because we also we emphasize the ground gain as well as the aerial gain um, the, the greens can be accessed for the most part unless a natural feature is in front of them like uh, number one or um, number 11. Uh, so most of the holes can be accessed on the ground as well as the air when we don't have a, a that ability uh, we can have a, an alternate approach that you can play away from the trouble to a pocket uh, so you don't have to carry the hazard um, so I think we really think of the average golfer a bit long before we think of the more proficient golfer. Uh, we have back tees because Charlie Reimer is very influential in that, and we call them the Charlie Tees, uh, but they're, they'll be rarely played. At Torrey Pines, they never play the back tees on a regular basis. They only play them in the U.S. Open or in the Farmers Insurance Open, so I think that may be the way every once in a while we'll let uh, some of the good players, if they have a college tournament, et cetera, uh, we'll let them play those back tees, but For the most part, the middle T's are where we're designing the golf
0: course from. Reese, I want to talk about some of your other golf course designs, and I'm headed over to Hilton Head in a couple of weeks. And you've designed several private courses in that area, including one that I've heard so many great things about, and that's Hague Point Club on Defusky Island. It's been a Golf Digest Top 100 course ever since you designed it back in 1989. Talk about how spectacular that golf course is.
1: Well, it was just, uh, I I built it for international paper, and they they let me lay out the golf course first, and then they put the housing second. Um, They wanted a great golf course um, in Hilton Head because Hilton Head does have great golf, and so they wanted us to compete, and I think we exceeded their expectations because it was ranked both in the top 100 golf digest and the world list from Golf Magazine, so um, it's really resonated, and it plays next to the Cowboygy Town, it plays to the Cowboygy Town, it plays down to a sandbar on the Cowboygy Town, and the views and the, the trees uh, just make it a very, very enjoyable visual experience as well as a, a, a playable golf course. So uh, it's just been one of those golf courses that uh, stood the test of time, and um, every once in a while we go back and tweak it a little bit, but uh, it's really a very special place.
0: I hear the 17th hole is something to behold. Tell me about that hole.
1: Well, uh, that's a drop shot par three uh, to uh, a green on the, uh, in the sandbar uh, right next across uh, the wetland uh, to a high spot uh, that, uh, that abuts the Calabocchi sound. So visually it's exciting. Also, it's a, it's a do or die shot. Uh, and um, when you're trying to save your, your score in your round or you're trying to beat your buddy or maybe win a little money uh, it's, a, it's a it''s a muscle tightening shot and then 18 is a, a par five that comes uphill it's very variable. smallest green on the golf course elevated green but uh, there's a chance of hitting that green too so um, you the what the beauty of of all these golf courts that I've designed like Hay point or Macklemore is that uh, they're suitable for every caliber player you have holes that you can make up ground, you can make birdies, you have holes that really are, are swing holes, and then you have holes where you really have to work hard to make far. And I think that's what both Macklemore and Hay Point were all about.
0: A little further north and west, up in Utah, Victory Ranch looks like an amazing golf course with incredible views. What was it like when you went up there for the first time and saw that property?
1: Well, we, we looked at lots of – there's a very large property. And with the developer we looked at all kinds of opportunities there was uh the riverside land uh and then we had this rugged land that uh really overlooks uh, the the major reservoir in the area and um we decided on on going with more rugged land um that uh makes it just uh, it's it's a mountain golf course i mean it's just um got phenomenal views of the of the mountain it's got phenomenal views of the reservoir um it's uh you know the the site itself even if you don't look outward uh is very spectacular to be on and look at and then the flow of the holes uh the, the developer really gave us the best land uh to have golf holes that really work and suit the, the shot you're required to hit and uh it's a very fair golf course uh but it's just it's an experience i mean and i think that's what Bill Bergen and I uh, are doing it Macklemore also. We're just building a golf course as well as a golf experience. And if you have a great site like Victory Ranch or Macklemore, uh, it's a lot easier to do that.
0: Reese, on the public side, Lake of Isles up in Connecticut is a wonderful course. The North Course has been named by Golf Week as one of the best public golf courses that you can play. It's rated number one in the state of Connecticut. Talk about what people are going to see there.
1: Well, that was the old Boy Scout camp. It goes around a, 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 a huge lake. Um, it was a 1,000 acres, and they allowed us to choose the best land for the golf because there's no other development other than two golf courses on that property. Uh, and again, uh, it's tree lined uh, The vegetation has never been touched. It's, it's really mature. Uh, it has elevation changes. It comes in to play with the, uh, the water and um, I think it's uh, probably, it, it could host a major event also if, if they ever wanted to, because it's not far from a major population base, and uh, it's uh, it's just a golf course that gets ranked highly because uh, it could, it's both playable, but really uh, very challenging.
0: So you talk about choosing the land. How do you go about choosing what the best parcel of land is going to be? If you've got a a large area that you have at your disposal. How do you narrow it down and figure out what is going to be the best layout and the best land for the golf course to sit on?
1: Well, we're very fortunate in this year to have uh, the technology uh, at our disposal, where we really can look at uh, the mapping, and it really tells you almost how the land looks, almost more than the land itself. Because in many cases, like Lake of Isles, it was completely wooded. Uh, when we did Cascada in Las Vegas uh, for the Caesar's Hotel. It was built actually for the MGM Hotel, but they sold the um, they I found that land by helicopter. And uh, they, we looked all over the valley to find the best land for the best golf. And I call that a, a desert dune because all the holes are in valleys between rock outcrops. But because we had the ability to have the mapping, we had the ability to fly over the site and really find the holes. Uh, I think that's the real trick. Nobody really talks about the routing. Like at Lake of Isles, it's phenomenal routing. Back of you really can't find a better routing than that anywhere. Um, And I think people don't emphasize the routing. They really emphasize the length of holes, the green contours, etc. They take the routing for granted, but uh, I think that's uh, a very, very important aspect of it, and I think that's something that we really work very hard at.
0: Is that the same sort of process you guys went through at the outpost? Because that was nothing but Woods and rocks and and things of that nature. How'd you figure out how to lay the lay the golf course on that piece of property?
1: Well, we knew the topo. We knew how the holes would flow. We didn't actually know where all the rock was uh, until we cleared it. Uh, that's how we found the 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 eleventh hole. When I did Ocean Forest, we didn't know where all the dunes were, but we had to avoid the wetlands that were caused by the the dunes. So we put all the holes in the right place, but we found them because the topo was so accurate. Uh, and I think that's the case with the outpost. Is, uh, the mapping that Dwayne Horton gave us was phenomenal. So uh, when we actually cleared it, we, we were actually flabbergasted fabric, fabric when we found the 11th hole. I mean, you'll, when you finally play it, you're going to you know, know what I'm talking about. But it, it's a one-of-a-kind hole.
0: Locally here in Atlanta, Echelon Golf Club has been named a top 20 course in the state of Georgia. The practice facility is one of the best in the entire country. Talk about all the things that that course has to offer.
1: Well, again, uh, rugged piece of property. If you have a rugged piece of property uh, that you can actually work the holes on, like we did second on the Cape, and it really is, it makes the golf experience uh, really dramatic, challenging. Every hole is distinctive. Every hole has a different uh, twist. And I think that's what Echelon is all about, because it was a rugged piece of property that our routing fit on it, uh, but every hole has a change in personality, and I think that's why it's so popular. We built it initially, hoping it would be the home course for Georgia Tech, but I think eventually it was just too far away from school, Uh, so now it's uh, a high-end public facility that is very, very much in demand.
0: You talk about courses having personality, and I think that's one of the wonderful things about your designs. They're not cookie-cutter golf courses. Talk about making sure that your courses do have a personality of their own. The ho- the holes have a personality of their own so that it's not just something that someone could pick up and say, eh, I've I've played a course just like this last week.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. And I think my era of golf course architects, Pete Dye and Bob Cupp and Jack Nicholas and Tom Fazio, we really all tried to do something different uh, on every site. And we didn't want everybody to say, oh, I recognize. It. In fact, If they asked who the architect was, I think that's a major compliment because we didn't want the bunker style to be the same on every golf course. We didn't want the green style to be the same. Um, If you have a shorter uh, golf course, a shorter site, you might build smaller greens like we did at Golden Horseshoe in Williamsburg. Um, And I think that uh, if you, I just hope that when my career is over, uh, that people won't necessarily be able to uh, recognize the design as my design uh they'll have to ask and then say oh i didn't didn't recognize that so i think that's what all of us in our area really wanted
0: reese your course down in savannah southbridge golf club can now boast having the champion golfer of the year brian harman as a member he grew up there he won the club championship there before he was even old enough to drive he tells the story about how the club champion gets a preferred parking spot but he wasn't old enough to drive when he won so they built him a bike rack which i think is hilarious but talk about the golf course that Brian
1: grew up on. Well, it's right on Highway 95. And uh, when it was first opened, it's a public golf course within a real estate development. And I built it for several friends of mine, uh, Jim Haslam and Brooke Simmons. And um, it's a very, very popular golf course. And I've been a Brian Harmon fan uh, ever since he was a kid because I knew he was quite a player coming out of that golf course, just like Kevin Kisner came out of my woodside. Uh, plantation golf course so it's kind of fun watching those two guys uh grow up and become very successful on the tour having grown up on one of my golf courses and um it, it's always been a very successful and popular public golf course because it's so accessible it's so close to the city of savannah in fact brian was asked uh, what course if you had one last course to play what course he would play he said uh southbridge because that's where i grew up and that's where I have my roots and that I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Southbridge. So I think that community has to be very, very proud of that.
0: When you're putting in a private course or a semi-private course, particularly if it's a redesign project that you're brought in on, did the members get any input about what you're, what you're trying to build or what you see? I mean, they're going to be left with what that golf course is. Is there any level of interaction and feedback from what the membership might want to see?
1: I think more so today, yes. I think the internet has made uh, a lot of the members, the committee members, and the executive committee people are more wary of, of designs. Um, I think um, that they really do want it to be playable and enjoyable, and something that they can play every day and really never get tired of it. And I think um, we do a lot of presentations. We're doing Addison Reserve down in uh, Delray right now. We just did Broken Sound in the. In Boca Raton, over, we did both the Breakers courses, um, Ballon Isles up in uh, West Palm Beach. So, and, and all those projects, not not the Breakers, we worked with the committee there and really with Mark Reed, just one person. But when you work with these communities, um, you did work with the committees and make presentations. Um, we're about to start Broken Woods in Boca and then Deering Bay near Miami. And in all those cases, we work with the executive committee okay. and we make presentations and really allay the fears that it's going to be too hard. I think that's what their major concern is. They also don't want us to dumb it down. So uh, we have to decide what's what's best for them. And ultimately, the great pleasure that uh, Greg Muirhead, Bryce Swanson, and Steve Weiser and I get is um, when we get such positive feedback that it's enjoyable to be played by every caliber player and even the shorter hitters.
0: Reese, when I think about you and what you do, I, I I kind of envision you as kind of an artist carving a golf course out of a land canvas. Are you ever a frustrated artist when you look back at a hole or a course you've designed and think, mm, well, I'd sure like to get that one over?
1: Well, yeah, we go back to our courses and make um, changes. In fact, right now we're doing this at the Waldorf Astoria, which is inside the gates of Disney World, where uh, they added to the hotel, which. Uh, forced us to rethink seventeen eighteen. We made eighteen a par four and seventeen a par five. Fortunately, we had a par five green to begin with. And now we're uh redoing the bunkers and uh adding some of the green, opening some of the entrances, uh, because as it's played by the the public and by the hotel guests, uh the pro um uh, learn and, and the the staff learns what people really think are are, you know, difficult or too easy and so uh, we, we go back to a lot of our golf courses like we, we did at Sahali, which we've been working on. We just um, re-bunkered the entire golf course. It's just reopened this year uh, it, just to get it ready for uh, the KPMG tournament, but it's also to make it better for the members and more playable and make the bunkers more accessible and, and easier to hit out of and really more uh, challenging and also make the whole a little bit uh, more thought-provoking. So. We, we do go back to our golf courses quite often and, and really tweak
0: them. Reese, we talked earlier about running into a lot of rock up at McLemore and, and the outpost. Have you ever run into some unforeseen challenges during the process of building a golf course, something you didn't expect, or is the technology that good now that you're, you don't have to worry about that sort of thing?
1: Well, yeah, I think the rock is the issue. You don't know. Lake of Isles, we really had to uh, just, we, had, we never knew when we could hit rock and when we hit soil, so we just had to go as we went. We're doing the same thing at Maximum World. That's why it's turning out to be such a phenomenal golf course because we're just we're designing it in the field and as as the lay of the land allows us. In fact, um, one of the par fives will have a little bit of a blind second shot which is old school and classic uh, because of the rock outcrop. There's nothing we could do about that, but it's going to be one of the best holes on the golf course. So um, I think uh, that sometimes, uh, like at Ocean Forest, we didn't know the wetlands from where they were, but it worked out perfectly uh, so that we could really filter the holes between them. But sometimes you get a surprise, mainly when you have wooded sites and you can't really walk the site thoroughly before you start.
0: On the flip side of that coin, have, have you ever been going down a, a design path and you, you put it all in and you stand back and you look at it and go, man, that's so much better than even I anticipated it would be?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, when I did, to some degree, uh, that's happening a lot. Because, um, you know, you make these presentations, like Coral Ridge was our family club in Fort Lauderdale. It was my father's design, and it was his course. And then the family sold it 15 years ago, and uh, we rebuilt it during the pandemic. Uh, and uh, the the comments from the members was that you undersold this project. I mean, you you didn't tell us how great it was going to be. And now it's one of the best courses in Florida, if not whole southeast. And they host the U.S. Open qualifier on it. And uh, but again, I really wanted to do what my father wanted, and I wanted to make the changes that he would have liked to have made and bring it into the 21st century. So I had a good model. The same thing with both the Breakers golf courses. I mean, we transformed Breakers Golf. If if they weren't a seaside resort, they'd be selling themselves as a, as a golf resort because the golf courses are that that enjoyable to play. So, uh I think to some degree uh even they were surprised at how uh how many people loved the the redesign.
0: Reese, just a couple more before I let you go and update us on the project you're working on now.
1: Well, we're really kind of all over the place. We're about to open the Monster Golf Course uh in uh, the Catskills, it was where the old uh Concord Hotel was that's a casino now. Um we're we're working on uh, a course in Asama in Japan to host uh, another uh, championship event. Uh, our, uh, we get a lot of championship golf courses in Japan because, like this year at Ibaraki, they're having the Japan Open. And then we also uh, designed Gotemba, which hosts the Taeheo Masters. Uh, we're working in one uh, in a new resort course in, uh, near Sao Paulo, Brazil, and doing a lot of remodeling projects in Florida. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just, uh, trying to just keep busy on the remodeling, but then a lot of new stuff, uh, is popping up right now. So, uh, there's about three new projects. I can't really tell you where they are yet, but they're all about to start. Uh, so new golf courses are starting to, to come into being again, not just the remodel, but, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's been kind of fun, uh, working this period of time because it's been a lot of rethinking and a lot of new thinking so it's, it's a very good time in golf
0: so Reese, how can our listeners stay up to date with all the great things you're out there doing whether they're following you online or it's on social media
1: well i'm not, i'm not online uh so i, I guess i'm a, a dinosaur in that respect but um uh, uh, i'm not on social media either because i i really don't have time to answer all that stuff <laughs> um but uh I think they, they can get a lot from the different uh, websites and all my clients have really good websites. Uh, so I, I, I think they get, it I, it's a little bit harder You're actually right now for the everyday person uh, to find some of these places because you don't have the, a lot of the golf magazines and they're not, they don't really talk about the projects coming in uh, to being as much as they do about the projects that have already opened. Um, so. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a very good question, but uh, I think uh, the word's going to get out about a lot of the golf courses uh, that are being built today.
0: Well, Reese, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your very busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show again this week. It's always a huge thrill to get to spend some time with you. I hope we get the privilege of hearing more of your stories and getting up to date with all the great projects you're working on again very soon.
1: Well, I appreciate that, and I look forward to being back again.
0: I appreciate that. Take care, Reese. All the best, Junior Family. We'll catch up again soon.
1: Great. Thanks a lot.
0: See you, Reese. Okay. That is the great Reese Jones, folks, and he has got so many wonderful golf courses all over the world, like I say in his intro, and some of the ones that we talked about tonight. I tell you, um, I couldn't be more impressed with the work that he's done. I've had the privilege of being up at Macklemore, as you guys know, uh, for the last several years, and I'm very much, looking forward to getting out to see the outpost, because as he said, and I've heard several other players or other people involved in this project telling me how spectacular it is. And I don't doubt for a second, it's all of that and more. Look, when, when you're, when you're the guy that has worked on courses like Torrey Pines and Cog Hill and Oakland Hills and Pinehurst, and I could go on and on and on again, well over 225 projects that Reese has been involved with. And there's a reason why he's in a couple of hall of fame. So when you, Think about the work that he has done and the work that he continues to do. And like I say, I'm going to be over in Hilton Head here in a couple of weeks. And Hague Point is something that I have heard many people that have been over there and a few that it is a private golf course. But I know a few guys that have had the privilege of going out there and playing it and how they brag about how fantastic that golf course is. That is something to behold as well. So look, he is out there doing work on U.S. Open sites, PGA sites, KPMG sites. Ryder cup venues, Walker cup venues. Again, there's a reason why people continue to knock on his door all the time. And he is as busy as he is because he is one of the all-time greats. And like I say, we're very privileged to get some time with him tonight. And I'm already looking forward to the next time that we get to have a little bit more.